Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, Keeping Busy People Healthy. Today, we have the honor of having Thomas Camilleri on the podcast. Thomas is an experienced laboratory technician specializing in drug design and graduated from UCL. We asked Thomas to come onto the show today to educate us on antibiotics. Thomas, thank you for coming onto the show. Pleasure. Firstly, I want to learn more about you and what you have learned from designing antibiotics. So, um, when it comes to designing not only antibiotics, but most most medicines nowadays, there are a number of different um, approaches scientists can take. Um, I'll, I'll walk you through more or less what is the path that we take usually when designing these medicines. So, first thing we need to do is determine what we're trying to cure. So it could be an illness, a genetic illness, it could be we're trying to treat some, I don't know, pathogen. And in that case, what you need to do is usually determine your target within that illness or pathogen. So in the case of bacteria, you would sequence their genetic code, you will express the proteins that they usually express, and then you will find a protein which you think is best suited to target to prevent that pathogen from spreading or from, you know, killing you or from making you ill to essentially stop it in its tracks. And then once you have that protein, you can determine its structure. And from that structure, you can determine what compound you're going to make to fit into that protein and stop it from working. Um, And then that is obviously made and then tested in animal models and then in humans and once it passes all that within usually 10 to 15 years that's when you get your medicine on the shelf in your pharmacy. I think it's amazing that we've developed these different drugs but there's quite a lot of different antibiotics. Uh, What are the different types of antibiotics on the market? So there are quite a few um, and they vary from country to country but they're usually they're usually classified depending on what structure they've got or what their activity in the microbe is or what what specific protein it attacks. So you've got you've got antibiotics that attack cell walls and cell membranes of um, of bacteria and then obviously cause them to burst, killing the bacterium in the process. You've got some that interfere, like I said, with bacterial enzymes, which can prevent it from becoming virulent or um, or from causing whatever effect it causes or releasing toxins. Um, then you've got um, you've got antibiotics that are considered bactericides, which essentially are toxins that kill the bacteria. And then you've got uh, protein, protein synthesis inhibitors, which are known as bacteriostatic um, medicines, which stop the bacteria from reproducing. So if you're given any one of these, hopefully you, that will stop whatever bacterium you've got in your system from reproducing or would just instantly kill it. Um, Those are the classes usually, but then when it comes to specific names of antibiotics, the best thing to do would be to speak to your doctor, your GP, and he can obviously, or he and she can direct you in the direction you need, depending on what bug you've got. Yes, and and does it matter if we follow the instructions, for example, having them on an empty stomach, having them away from food, how does that affect the absorption and uh, efficacy of the drug? Well, if if it didn't make a difference, it wouldn't be on the manual. So, first of all, they're tested in specific ways. So you would be tested. They would test the drug on on patients, 
Um, and that give them to them usually on empty stomach. It's always recommended to have um, medicines on an empty stomach for fear of food-drug interactions, which could be catastrophic. Um, it's a simple case, like with Panadols, and if I'm not mistaken, it's grapefruit juice. You should never mix those together mm-hmm. because it causes severe problems in your liver. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, when it comes to absorption, again, once you've taken the... If it's an oral pill you're taking... It can be absorbed at many stages. It could be absorbed in the stomach. It could start being absorbed in the mouth. It could start being absorbed in the gut. So best thing to do is follow whatever that drug tells you to. So if the medicine tells you to have it on an empty stomach, have it on an empty stomach because that's how it's been tested. And best is, best thing is not to vary from what the what the instructions are. Yes, and sometimes we get ill and we take antibiotics and then if we get that same illness again and again and again we are no longer responding to that antibiotic and then we uh we have to go on to stronger antibiotics i believe this is called antibiotic resistance can you explain a little bit more about that yes i can at the moment this is a very hot topic at the un if i'm not mistaken as well so back in the day before um antibiotics were around if you if you caught anything you usually wind up dead within a few weeks Luckily, there was a scientist who I'm sure you know called Alexander Fleming, and he stumbled upon the discovery of penicillin. And he realized that penicillin stopped bacteria from growing on his plates. And he managed to extract penicillium from this fungus, and that is what's used as the, a common um, antibiotic today. And it's, it's a wide antibiotic, so it will, it will target, it's not very specific to one specific microbe, it will target a wide range of them. However, he also realized that as we evolve, so do bacteria. And if he had a plate with lots of bacteria, different cultures of bacteria going on it, he realized that one of them, for example, could possibly eventually become immune to this penicillin. And if this immune bacterium spread, then penicillin would have been um, rendered useless because all this bacteria, having come from the same culture, would have become resistant to it, which is why we're given a specific instruction on the course of antibiotics. So you need to finish your course because that ensures that if you have, let's um, think of a number, okay, 100 bacteria in your body at the moment, harmful bacteria, mm-hmm. and penicillin kills 10 a day, the doctor will take, tell you take, take it for 15 days. Mm-hmm. So you've definitely killed your 10, and if it grew in the meantime or spread while it was still in your body, you've definitely killed off the rest. That way, that culture of um, bacteria will ne- definitely not be immune to penicillin. And unfortunately, people aren't heeding this advice, and doctors are dishing out antibiotics more frequently. So the UN is trying to regulate this before we have, <coughs> pardon me, before we have superbugs in our hands. Uh, superbugs are bacteria, which, or they could be any, they could be viruses as well, they could be protozo- protozoans. Um, and these are basically organisms that have survived a course of antibiotics. They have become resistant to it. And next time you encounter this, this um, pathogen, that, that antibiotic won't work. So you need to move on to something stronger. And unfortunately, it's not, it's not easy to make an antibiotic. It's not something you can, up, can come up with within a week. Um, most medicines take between 10 to 15 years to make. So if we run out of antibiotics, 
we've got a big problem on our hands, and that's why the UN are trying to regulate how many antibiotics doctors give out, and that we always finish our course, so we can avoid catastrophes like this in the future. And some of our clients get thrush or digestive issues after taking antibiotics. Let's talk about probiotics now. How do they help us after a course of antibiotics? Okay, so like I said, antibiotics, some antibiotics are widespread, meaning they'll target a number of um, bacteria, even the beneficial ones, which are found in our body. So we have what's known as a microbiome or the gut flora, and that is um, it's essentially a makeup of a number of bacteria within our gut, which help, help us with digestion. Now, probiotics um, help those bacteria to flourish, the good bacteria to flourish. So, ideally, you take your antibiotics, you finish your course, and one, if you see some problems, some digestive problems are still persisting, first of all, speak to your doctor. It could be a case of you have a, a resistant bug within your system and you need a strong antibiotic. But if not, he might simply tell you, you know, take a probiotic and see if that helps. And that will just... Um, you know, regenerate the microbiome and help you with digestion again. So it's some, it's it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. So you can't you can't kill everything and then be back to normal. Your body will recover, but it'll take time. And in some cases, if you're on antibiotics for a long time, you might eliminate a, a culture of beneficial bacteria completely from your body, mm. and that you need to you know restart that that culture within yourself. So that's what probiotics are for. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And how does all of this fit into the bigger picture? You mentioned the UN earlier and the superbugs. Where are we heading with medicine and disease? And tell us about your plans to build a laboratory of your own in order to help that quest. So currently, the way things are looking, unless the UN reach some conclusion, um, we're headed towards an era where there are superbugs around. I think there's already been a case of a number of places in the UK in hospitals where they've had to close off whole sections because of a superbug. Because if you contract a superbug, essentially there's no medicine invented yet to help you. So it's just a case of either your body is going to have to get over this themselves, uh, or uh, unfortunately that's it. There's nothing. There's nothing doctors can do. I mean, when a doctor tells you there's nothing I can do, he usually he or she usually means it. There's no medicine out there yet that can help you. So ideally. My suggestion to anybody listening would be if a doctor tells you to take a course of antibiotics on an empty stomach, without alcohol, without going out, follow those instructions. It's usually only a, a week or two that you're sacrificing. And then, you know, get back to normal after. And with respect to a laboratory at the moment, it would be great if I could contribute in any way to, you know, solving these problems, uh, which is why I got into the the profession for for that exact reason. Um, it would it would be good to find to find um, you know an, an illness or, or a, a bug which I can I can tackle along with another team of scientists. Obviously, these things aren't done on our own. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Well, listen, that has been amazing, Thomas. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for helping us educate our listeners and the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy people healthy. Thank you very much.